Welcome to the second Standard Bank podcast geared towards bringing you as close to the biggest global cricketing spectacle as being there yourself. Now, we call it the dream to conquer. We are just a couple of hours away from the opening clash against the host nation England. And in this edition, we spend time with a man who has represented the West Indies as a big burly bowler. He spent time playing in the SA domestic scene. He even won the T20 showpiece as coach of his home nation. Crucially, he spearheaded England as bowling coach before taking up the challenge of leading the pride of our nation. Perhaps the biggest asset of all, as you will find out from this conversation, is that he has taken all the disappointment of past attempts to win the tournament and instilled a spirit, a philosophy of just chilling. Every war, every battle needs a general, a master tactician, a strategist. And I'm sitting with the Proteus one on the blue couch in the form of uh, Coach Otis Gibson. Coach, how are you feeling? I'm good. Quite chill, quite relaxed as normal. Um, looking forward to the adventure. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I, and I, I'm sensing there's a, a lot of uh, confidence in the group, so therefore we feel like we're going to have some success as well. What have you done with this group of players? Because you, you mentioned the word chilled. Now. Yeah. Mm. And regardless of who you speak to in the side, mm -hmm. we know there's going to be pressure. We yeah. know there's pressure on, on individuals in the team. But everybody seems relaxed. Everybody seems chilled. Yeah. Um, look, what we've spoken about uh, since I've been here, um, I guess that's part of my personality rubbing off on the team. Um, we know that there's going to be pressure. Um, and we have to face that pressure head on. But if we face that pressure and we're tense and we... And we not able to think clearly, then clearly, clearly that pressure will get the better of us. What we've, what we've tried to do and what we've been able to do over the last um, probably year um, is to be able to absorb, you know, and, and accept that it's going to be there, but stick to our processes, understand that we are talented enough to do, to do the job, otherwise we wouldn't be here in the, in the positions that we're in anyway, um, and enjoy it, you know, enjoy it. Because... Um, Sometimes it brings the best out of us and we're, and we're hoping at this time around that it will bring the best out of us and we're able to, to go out and, and do what we've been talking about and what we said we're going to do as a group uh, and, and do the country proud. What makes your combination of players a potentially World Cup winning combination, do you think? Look, it's good that, you know, you know in, in the past... What I was when I was working for other teams, South Africa had always come in as one of the favourites, um, and, and and that pressure in in a sense is, is sometimes perhaps been too much um, for them. Um, we're not the favourites now, you know. As, as a matter of fact, it seems like nobody's even talking about us, which is good for us, you know, which is very good for us because we know and we we, we believe strongly in the you know the. The talent that's in the squad, you know, we believe in we believe in the the spirit that we have in the group, and we know that we can play cricket. We can play good cricket as well. Um, myself and Dale Benkinstein and Claude Henderson have played a lot of cricket in England, so we, we have a, a little idea of the conditions that we're likely to face and so on. And we can give we can only give information about what we think the conditions will be. Um, if you look at how England has played recently, they've sort of changed the game, to be honest, you know, because 350 seems to be the norm where five years ago before 2015, um, 350 or 400 has only been done two or three times in England. Now it's been done probably 20 times in the last 
in the last um, four or five years, you know. So, but we're going to go and we're going to play, play the game the way that we've spoken about and the way that we've played it in the, in the last while. Uh, and we feel that if we, if we can play to the top of our game, that we feel that we have an outstanding opportunity to, to be there when, at the end when it, when it all matters. When the Proteas announced their 15-man squad on the 18th of April 2019, senior players like JP Dumni, Lungi Ngidi and upstart paceman Andrich Norkia were undergoing rehabilitation from major injury. Adding to the woes, record test wicket-taker Dale Steyn and arguably the world's best bowler at the moment, Kahi Sorabada, returned from the Indian Premier League with injuries. A late blow came in the form of Andrich Norkia being withdrawn from the squad due to a hand fracture, forcing the late call-up of all-rounder Chris Morris. So... If there's one thing which could potentially knock the most relaxed man off his stride, it's this. Do injuries worry you? Yes. <laughs> they do. Massively, yeah, you know. Um, there are a lot of key people here that, uh, you know, KG came back from, from India with a, a bit of a cloud. Um, you know, he's, he's doing okay. He looks good today. Um, Dale is still sort of in the balance. We feel he's going to be okay, but he's still... A little bit in the balance. We have to sort of just uh, be a little bit more measured with him and how we how we manage him over the next over the first part of the of the tournament. Um, you know, but when you've picked what you think is your best 15, uh, and then somebody gets injured, it alters that 15 slightly. You know, the next person coming in, the guys that we've sort of earmarked as as, as replacements, so obviously still very good cricketers, um, but the first 15 is the, is, is the 15 that in an ideal world you would like to, to, to go through the tournament with and, and hopefully win the thing, you know, so when um, when Norkia got injured um, two weeks ago now I think it was, it was a, it was a blow for us because, uh, especially for me, uh, he, he could have been a secret weapon because he's not well known around the world uh, in terms of what he can do yet, but we know what he can do we know he, he couldn't be an X-factor player for us, um, so his his injury was a was a blow, and and it gives an opportunity for Chris Morris, you know, and, and I think Chris was unlucky to miss out in the first place, I think, you know, but it gives him an opportunity now to come in and say, hang on a minute, you didn't pick me before, but I'm here now, and I'm going to make sure that I make it count, you know. South Africa and England have played 59 ODI matches against one another since 1992. The standard back Proteas have won 29, England 23. The overall record between the two at the world's biggest showpiece has the two teams winning three each in six head-to-heads. However, not only is England the host nation in 2019, but they are also ranked number one in the world. And who will ever forget the cruel fate of needing 22 runs from one ball against England in 1992. So what is the plan to shock the world's best on day one of the tournament and, in a sense, wreak revenge? On the issue of the conditions, uh, I had occasion to to, uh, speak to Linda Zondi when they announced your 15-man squad about the intelligence gathering around the conditions that South Africa will face in England. And he said, you know what? We left it up to the coach. He yeah. knows those conditions. Yeah. I just watched uh, England against Pakistan at the Rose Bowl the other day. Yeah. And, and it seems like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you can have a plan A. Yeah. But, but if they are batting friendly conditions early on in the competition, yeah. you need to have a plan B. For sure you do. For sure you do. And, and the weather plays a large part in 
cricket in England anyway, you know, if, if it's cloudy and overcast, then the ball tends to do a little bit more, conditions tend to change. If it's, if it's a day game, for instance, and the sun's out, um, it could be very batsman friendly. Um, if, if, even if it's a day game or a night game and there's overhead conditions, there's cloud cover and so on, then the ball tends for whatever reason to behave a little bit differently. There might be a little bit more swing in the atmosphere and so on. And, and those are things that, like I said again, myself, Dale Benkinson and Claude Henderson have experienced over 10 years of playing in England. You know, I still live in England, so I've worked with England for, you know, for two stints. Um, and, and I have an angle on, on how I think conditions might play at every game. You know, I've, I've been to all the venues, obviously, with England and played. Um, but I keep saying to the guys, I can only give you information. At the end of the day, you still have to go out and play, you know, and play your best, uh, which, is what, which is what we're hoping for, you know. But conditions, if the sun is out, and I, I believe that they, they're sort of forecasting a, a warm spell for the, for the whole tournament, which will then make it very, very... Uh, I wouldn't say even tricky, but it will make it very, it will change the, the game, I, I guess, because if, if it's a dry spell for a long time, then spin will definitely come into it. You know, we've got two world-class spinners in, in Imranta here and, and Shamsi, so um, we feel when we've picked the team, you know, with, with Linda Zondi and the other selectors, we feel like we've got all bases covered in terms of if it's, if it's the seamer-friendly conditions, we got four seamers that can do a great job and if it's spinning then we got two spinners that can do a great job along with, with JP as well um, and we feel like if we can get enough runs on the board we feel like we got the, the, the firepower with our bowling that can, that can definitely take 10 wickets and win matches for us so um, all is set fair for us going over there and, and, and um, like you said drowning out the noise and just focusing on us uh, and, and, and every single day, you know, we don't look too far ahead to July 14th. We oh. looked at the next game and the next day and the next practice session all the time. And we, and we gather momentum in, in that way rather than thinking two, three, four steps ahead of ourselves and, and, and tripping ourselves up. As the former bowling coach of England, as the man who heads up South Africa, what, what's the secret to beating the host nation on day one of the tournament? Otis well, Gibson? Uh, conditions again will play a huge part if you play at the, at the Oval. We're playing them at the Oval, um, you know, their middle order is very strong. Uh, so therefore, we have to have wicket-taking bowlers in the middle overs, you know, people that can get wickets in the middle overs. I think, you know, up front with Lungi and, and Dale over the course of the last, since I've been here, when, when they've played, they've always got wickets with a new ball, but it's going to be important that we can get wickets with the, in, the, in the middle overs, you know, the likes of Butler and, and, and Morgan and those guys, they've got a very strong middle order. Um, so we need to be able to strike in the middle overs to try and slow them down because at the moment they're a bit of a juggernaut, you know, the way they're playing and, and Butler is in, in unbelievable form. Bearstow has moved to the top and he's having a really good time doing that as well. So, But their batting is obviously their strength. They bat, they bat really deep and, and, they, and they've got a lot of guys in form right now. So, But if we can get wickets in the middle overs and slow them down, then uh, we, we feel that's the, that's the way to put pressure on them. Need a banking app that keeps up with you? Pay a beneficiary instantly or get stamped bank statements anywhere, anytime. Download the Standard Bank app and you're good to go. T's and C's apply. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Standard Bank, moving forward. Since taking over as coach of the Proteus, Otis Gibson has lost just one ODI series on home soil. It's also no mean feat that under his tutelage, South Africa's current pace attack is once again viewed as one of the best in world cricket. But what does he see as the legacy he's leaving on the Standard Bank Proteus? You've been here as player. 
you've now been here as coach mm -hmm. of the national team. What have you learned about yourself as a leader mm -hmm. from the time that you've coached this team? Um, look, I think for me, you know, I came in with a, a, a philosophy, if you like, and, and I knew that from the outset my philosophy will be different to a normal South African sort of when we've played against South Africa in the past conservative philosophy I think South Africa over time has always been very conservative and I'm saying hang on a minute if you want to go and do something different and wild and, and great then you, you have to be able to step outside your own comfort zone and do it you know and I, and I spoke that's the language that I've spoken to Faf about being positive and aggressive and taking the game forward and, and, and having no fear and having no limits and you've seen the way that we've played our cricket and, and that that sort of philosophy is rubbed off a little bit on JP. You know, I think JP in, in Sri Lanka, when he, the way he played in Sri Lanka, um, he got runs, but the way that he got runs was quite aggressive with his batting and so on, and trusting himself because he's an unbelievable talent. You know, and I don't feel that he's he's maximised his talent, the talent that he's he's been given. Um, and as 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 good a coach as you are, I think. It is only dependent on how the players receive the, use the information that you give them, you know. And I think, for me, the guys have taken on board what we've said, and we and we've we've made a conscious decision, you know, that if this is the way we're going to play this World Cup this year, we're not going to back off, we're not going to be we're not going to be shy and timid, we're not going to play for survival, we're going to go forward, you know. We're going to get on the front foot early on, and we're going to try and put pressure on opposition teams. And if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat going down. We're going to go down fighting, you know. And, and, and the guys have taken it on. You've seen some of the ways that we've played against Sri Lanka. last. The, our last series at home was against Sri Lanka, you know. So sometimes we bowl Sri Lanka. I think there was one game we bowled Sri Lanka out for like 2.20. And then I go in the dressing room and I said, right, guys, what do you think of the wicket? They said, well, the wicket's a good wicket. I said, okay, then we need to win the game with 10 overs to spare, you know. We don't want to drag the game out to the last ball and then it seems like a close game or whatever. If we feel like it's a good pitch and we want to play this front foot cricket, this no fair cricket, then we want to win the game with 10 overs to spare. You know? And on that day, I think we won with 11 overs to spare or something. So the guys have taken on, on board a lot of the stuff that I've sort of been preaching. Uh, and, you know, we've won, we've won, we've lost one series in the last two years, I think, since I've been here. India beat us. We had a lot of injuries. We had a, you know, we were a little bit um, all over the place with that, but since then, even though we've chopped and changed and we've tried new players, we've only lost one series in that time. We went to Australia and beat Australia. Um, a lot of our, um, you know, top players weren't there, but we managed to beat Australia at home and so on. So we've played some good cricket as well along the way. So it's good that there's no, that nobody's talking about us because we feel like we're in a good shape, you know. And, and um, once we get to England, we get settled, we get organised, um, we sort of. In a World Cup, the one thing that I think you have to do very well is manage distractions. There's a whole lot of distractions um, around the tournament. The, the you know media from other teams will try to throw you off your game and, and stuff like that. And we have to manage all those things, but manage them in a way where um, you know it, it doesn't affect how we do our jobs every day. You know, are your boys tough enough? I agree. I, I, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. We we put them in positions where. We can test that, and, and I feel like we've stood up to the test. You know, uh, we've got we've got in our team three guys that have won 
World Cups. You know, Aiden's a World Cup winning captain, Rabada, and I think Andile was on that World Cup winning team as well. Uh, then you've got, I was fortunate enough to win a T20 World Cup with, with West Indies. Greg King was with India when India won the World Cup. You know, so we've got some, we've got, you know, some guys that, that have had success at, at a World Cup before. Um, we've got a couple of guys that have been to World Cups in the past that might have some baggage, but are very clear in their minds what they need to do. But then we've got a lot of youngsters that have never been, you know, and it's an exciting time for them, you know. So we don't, we, what, we, what we've tried to do, we have spoken about previous World Cups and what we feel like we could, what we've learned from those. But we've also spoken about this one as an unbelievable new, new sort of endeavor where we're not really going to carry the baggage of the last one or the ones before that into this one. You know, this one is a, is a brand new thing that we're going to go and we're going to give it a right good go. By the time the tournament in England winds up on the 14th of July, Otis Gibson's contract with Cricket South Africa will have run out. So on to the million dollar question. Win or lose, is Otis Gibson done with South Africa after this World Cup? <laughs> you gotta, you got to ask if South Africa is done with Otis Gibson after, you know. Well, I mean, it's about uh, you. Eh? In, t- in terms of what... And in the background, a glass <laughs> falling on the floor somewhere in the hotel lobby. I think that's uh, one of your spies trying Security. to take us away from the question. But, but, but uh. if it were up to you, in terms of what you put into the game in South yeah. Africa mm-hmm. and, and where you think you've brought the team to, yeah. when this World Cup is done, would you consider job done or are there things left undone for you in terms of South Africa? Well, look, I, I, I enjoy my job. I love the job that I do. I love you know, working in the environment that I work in. The players have, have sort of, like I said, really responded very well to me. And, and if it is that, that I have the opportunity to continue, then it's something that I would, I would uh, certainly look forward to. Good luck at the World Cup, Coach. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and please join us next week as we assess the Standard Bank Protea's first match against England and chat to another Protea player for whom this tournament is a dream to conquer. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and tell everyone about it on social media. At Standard Bank ZA and the entire country is backing our boys to bring it home. (laughs) 